Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Cedric Golden, Austin American Statesman, columnist, joins us, 365 Sports. Cedric, we've heard about what kind of a run, the journey of this UT football team, how it slowly but surely with Steve Sarkeesian fixed and worked on the culture um, and us against the world, embrace the hate and all of that. Uh, they don't always live up to that. This team seems to have a lot of grit to it. Your, uh, your, your thoughts about that? Yeah, Smokey, they've, they've, they've overcome some obstacles. Uh, you know, there are games that they are involved in that they probably should have worked the opponent. I mean, you're tied with Houston in Houston. You, they, they turn out to be a bad team. Uh, it's 10-10 at the end of the third quarter against uh, Wyoming. Uh, so those kind of things could have conspired against them, but they figured out a way to win those games and make that record hold up. Uh, they, they are what they call a revenge tour. They check some boxes. They check the Alabama box. They check the Iowa State box. They check the Texas Tech box. And here they are uh, on the cusp of making some real history. They already have, but much bigger history if they can win a couple of more games. Well, the Washington box would be another one too, right? Um, but oh, because, yeah, because of the bowl game. So uh, Quinn Ewers, uh, you know, everybody knows how talented he is. But Cedric, I, I mean, and this is just me. I'm not watching them as closely every week as you are. But I always felt he was kind of like right there, you know, and just waiting for that moment. Have we seen his moments in the last couple weeks where he is now maybe broken through and he is what they exactly what they thought he was going to be? Paul sure feels like it. It feels like it. Uh, they he's done what's been asked of him. Uh, he morphed from a game manager to a game changer in the last two weeks, and and when you look at his uh, performances over the first couple of seasons, they've been uneven. I mean, nineteen of forty-five. You talk about checking off the Oklahoma State box. He was nineteen of forty-five in Stillwater with three picks. He's his worst game of his career, and then he comes back and he lights it up and and just. Uh, just feels like he is he's approaching the next level in his maturation as a quarterback. He's still only 20 years old, and uh, his best games are probably ahead of him. So a uh, better shape than he was last year, playing at about 195 to 200, getting around a lot better, overcame a yet another injury, and he's playing his best ball at the perfect time of the season. So, yeah, I think I think he's starting to realize that he can be very good at this football thing. Cedric, uh, just on Saturday, what was the, the pageantry and just the feel like? I mean, given the the game itself, UT was pretty much in control throughout, but, uh, you know, just the, this long-awaited road to the end of the Big 12, going out on top, all that came with that, your mark, the fans. Uh, just what was that scene like? How would you describe it on Saturday? Man, it went from it went from a nice um, coronation at the beginning into into a WWE 
uh, WrestleMania, uh, your mark was Don Mysterio. And I don't know if you guys watch WWE, oh, yeah. but there's a guy there's a guy that every time he touches the mic, you can't even hear him because they're booing so hard. Mm-hmm. And we were in the press box. We couldn't even hear uh, your mark. And, uh, you know, I would have loved it for it to have been Texas and OU. That would have been even funnier. But uh, I'm telling you, man, it, it, it was a – it was a great coronation for the horns, and and let's let's just keep it real because we we keep it real here on this show. Um, <laughs> they better get it now because that those opportunities may not be coming in the near future. I mean, they're going to be having to deal with Nick Saban and Kirby Smart and Brian Kelly and those guys. We don't expect Florida to be to be um, mediocre for long, and you got, always got Aggie nipping at your heels. So. Uh, I think I think this is the best time for them to get it while the getting is good. Uh, Washington is tremendous, uh, tough matchup. Uh, Michael Penix uh, last year in the Alamo Bowl threw for 280 and a couple of touchdowns. If I told um, Sarkeesian that he was going to throw for 280 and a couple of touchdowns this year, Sark might take that because Penix is on another level now. I mean, he's throwing for 350, 400. He's he's that guy with Polk and Aduce. Uh, and wide out. So I think uh, this this is a prime opportunity, not only to, to win the Sugar Bowl, but to win a national championship. And I, and I don't know if, uh, you know, I know Michigan is, is badass and so is Alabama, but I give Texas, if they can get by Washington, I give Texas an excellent chance to win a national championship. Moving into the SEC, there was a thought that Oklahoma and Texas probably would struggle. I never thought that they would struggle. It wouldn't be, like, really easy, but this year things have fallen well for them, and, of course, they, as you said, survived. I think the K-State game in overtime, what, Kansas State's at about the three, five, seven-yard line, and, I mean, my God, if they score right there, then UT's hopes are over. They could still win the Big 12 title. Uh, This seems like everything is peaking at just the right moment, not only for this year, though, Cedric, but... Honestly, with what they have coming up next, too. I mean, the schedule might be tougher depending on what you think, but it it could not have clicked at a better time. It couldn't have clicked at a better time, and they got got the benefit of the doubt uh, with the selection committee. They went over Alabama. It was momentous. Uh, That was the one that carried them through. And uh, no matter what what the, uh, the naysayers say, the Longhorns went in there against a team that was 52-1 and one at the house and handed it to them by 10 points. And, uh, you know, I know Georgia thinks that they're the one of the four best teams in the country. I'm not going to dispute that, but remove all doubt. Don't leave it in the hands of the judges. Land a knockout, and then you win. So uh, th- this thing has fallen, fallen right for Texas. Texas made their own break. Uh, I was one of those that thought maybe if they didn't get in, they were never going to get over the day they let that OU lead get away because it cost them, but they survived that. And now they have a chance to win a national championship. And uh, Sarkeesian's done one hell of a job. They got 13 and 12 entering this season at Texas. That's not world beat. Those aren't world beating numbers, but he, he's got his culture established. It's a player led locker room. Uh, he is an open book. He, he's thankful for a second chance at a gig like this, and I think that they are making the most of it. This defense is the, is the bellwether of this team. Devondre Sweat is the best player on the team. He's the best defensive tackle in all of football. Where he goes, the Longhorns follow. And if they can get Michael Penix off his spot and, and, and speed up that little clock in his head, I think they can win this game. 
Well, I, I think after we saw Trevondre Sweat, um, you know, catch a pass, like that's got to be in the in the system all the way through. I mean, it, that, I wouldn't want to cover him. He's a beast, and he's <laughs> um, he's one of those guys that uh, 6'5", 365 pounds, um, and he's got um, a, a never-ending motor. He's one of those guys that's just unblockable. Sarkeesian says they've gotten very few holding calls against him and um, and Murphy and Murphy, but uh, I, I just think that he's um, he's the one guy that's made it all go on that defense, and they can be had on the back end. Uh, they they've made they've been burned a couple of times. Uh, in that secondary by by quarterbacks who aren't nearly as good as Michael Penix Jr. So it's up to that front seven to get home. And if they can get home, then that makes it easier on the rest of the guys. Cedric, I came across a clip of uh, the, the post game there, uh, and you mentioned Dom Mysterio showing your wrestling knowledge there and the heat that he gets. But uh, what did you think of The Undertaker, who I know is a diehard Texas fan, giving Quinn Ewers a championship belt for MVP at the end of the game? Man, all he, all he was missing was rest in peace. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> where's where's the Paul Bear when you need it? You yeah. know, and so I, I was like, man, it it was a WWE party, guys. Mm-hmm. They had the Undertaker there, Drew McIntyre was there, the announcer Samantha Irwin, Irwin was there. She's married to Ricochet, so they had it all going, and man. Uh, what a moment. I don't even know if these kids watch WWE, but as someone who tapes it every week, uh, it's a, there's like five hours of wrestling, and I tape them both, and it takes me like an hour to watch them both because I fast forward through the stuff I don't like. But, yeah, for me, I thought that was cool. And, you know, Undertaker's a long-time Austin resident, and uh, he's a he's a big-time celebrity along with Mark Henry uh, in the 512. But that was a nice little touch to see Quinn get the – championship belt hopefully it's not the last belt they get all right so this is the end of the year three for uh sarkeesian uh, we all know it didn't start well and last year was kind of disappointing now this year has been a great run with still more to get done uh will they outbid themselves and renew his deal will they up him how how will they handle uh taking care of sarkeesian because of the success david they gotta be smart man you you don't want to. You don't want to go down the same road that, I, that Ross Bork went down with with mm-hmm. Jimbo Fisher when you're just adding years. Man, just just make his fatten up his salary, take him to eight or nine million a year, maybe one or two more years, maybe three at the most. Don't extend him to twenty thirty five because then what happens? He gets in the SEC and then he puts up three or four clunkers and then they start whispering about him because that kind of thing can happen. Uh, give these guys the money on the front end, and don't and don't don't load up years, uh, and then and then attach yourself to someone that just might not need to be attached to. So for me, I, I would say uh, give him a big fat raise, but don't but don't don't keep him around for twenty years because a lot of marriages don't make it that far. Thank you, Cedric. Appreciate your time. Great to have you on. Enjoy the next few weeks of you covering Texas in the semifinals with Washington and maybe either Michigan in a rematch with Alabama. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.